Welcome to the Career Conversations podcast brought to you by Hunter Recruitment Group. I'm Craig McGregor and today's conversation with a friend, colleague, someone I really respect and love chatting to outside of this podcast, so I hope you enjoy listening to his story. His name is Daniel Borg and he's the creative designer and director of uh, Cyborg, part mind, part machine. He really is a leader in his field and some of the things that he's doing outside of his own design company are quite motivational, so please sit back and enjoy the conversation we have with Daniel from Cyborg. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hunter Recruitment Group, specialists in permanent recruitment, labour hire and HR consulting. Start a conversation with us today via our website hrgroup.com.au or at our socials, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. All right, so it's great to be here today with Daniel Borg from Cyborg on the Career Conversations podcast. I'm really looking forward to our chat, Daniel. Thanks, Craig. It's great to be here, mate. Thanks for the opportunity. Excellent. So, look, let's let's start with now. So, why do you do what you do? Oh, geez. Well, I really love what I do. That's probably the first thing. I'm really passionate about graphic design and design and, and helping clients solve problems through graphic design. Um, I've always been into illustration and um, like graphics in general as a kid, like illustrating and stuff. So for me, I've always wanted to pursue that career path, I guess, and, and make money from it and, and have a lifestyle from it. So tell me, how do you solve a problem through graphic design? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Well, graphic t- design is all about visual communication. So basically, if you're a business owner or a, a business or a brand, you need to project your um, your products and services through visual mediums. Um, which is done by graphic design. So it's a way to sell and communicate your products or services, your values, your attitudes, everything that a brand gets associated with usually is done through visual imagery, um, emotional imagery. Uh, We all connect to products and services through the visual medium mainly. So graphic designers solve those problems, I suppose. They they connect the consumer's minds to the product. Yeah, I suppose... In today's market, it's that's growing even more with social media and Instagram and Facebook and and those mediums. Yep. Um, I always I, I joke with you that I envy you that you've got a great toolkit to be able to use in that space. Yep. But you're showing us as a recruitment firm how to do that as well. But yeah, tell us a little bit of how that's evolved over the last five or so years. Well, definitely, I think the social media has become a brand new player that competes against mass media now. It's a cheap way to communicate your products or services your brand and it's something that you can do regularly and cost effectively to to get your message out there Mm. um i've been doing it for myself for about three or four years seriously now and i've found it's sort of changed the game for my business um it's helped me position myself as an expert in in design and design thinking it's helped me it's interesting let me just go on to that You, you say position yourself as an expert yeah but you are an expert yeah, but, but like the, the audience doesn't know that. They don't know who you are. So you've got to show that you're an expert. And, you know, every day I do a different post that is a di- different part of my business that shows my expertise. And, you know, if I didn't do that, no one would know. You know, I can't spend that money on a TV campaign or a bus side, side of a bus campaign, whereas I can do that with social media at a really cost-effective rate. And, and it's been working. Like I get lots of new clients from it, get bigger opportunities from it. Um, and Look, I, and I, yeah. I don't think it's it's just new business either. Like I think about your brand and Cyborg and mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm an avid watcher of yep. what Cyborg does on social media yep. and through your um, email blasts and those things. Yep. And and we copy some of that stuff. Yeah, you know? cool. So, you know, what you do in your business works for other people as well. 
Oh, definitely. And look, if I'm to do that for other businesses, I need to do it for myself first. That's been my methodology from the start. Um, sort of walk the walk, talk the talk sort of thing. And um, I, in a way, I experiment using myself and find out what works and what doesn't work and then apply that and help my clients do the same thing. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's been a big part of it. And I, I just really love it. It's fun for me. It's not even work, really. Like, it's funny, this is a career podcast. But, um, I mean, I, I have built a career, but I've just built a way to have fun and, and for some reason you get paid for it so it's mm. great it's like double win well isn't isn't that the dream that's <laughs> yeah. you know when we're coaching in that career coaching space we talk about dream job ideal job yep. any job yep um you're very fortunate to be able to do what is your dream job so yeah. you write that word career mm. is a little bit loose for you because yep. what you do you're so passionate about but that's what we want everyone to do in their yeah. life yeah no definitely i mean my dad really nailed it down when I was a kid. He, he worked with his hands. He's a fitter and turner and worked in the engineering game. And he always said to me, son, <laughs> when you get older, you work with your brain, you know, don't get off the tools. And uh, he always steered me in that direction. So I, I'm really grateful for that. And, um, and, and another thing is, you, you know, you work for like 50 years of your life or most of your life as, as nine to five working. And if you hate your job and you, you don't like yeah. that, you're wasting so much of your life. It's ridiculous. And, and then everything else that stems from that, you know, your personal, your social life all gets um, inspired by that hate of your work. And that could, it's like a downward path as, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, when I, I do um, upset some people when I say that if you're not doing or striving to do your dream job, you're getting life wrong. Yeah. And yeah. that's a, a big call, but yeah. you're right. You're you're that's pursuing cool. that in terms of what you love. But let's go back to you talked about your dad. I, re- I find this stuff really interesting from a um, psychological perspective. Yeah. Uh, generations are so much different. Yeah. And we talk you know, openly. Um, now we talk about Gen Z and, and the millennials and yeah. how they're going to skip between jobs and those sorts of things. Your dad, my dad, that generation – they worked in one place for yep. 20 plus years yep. and did the yep. same thing. Yep. Um, you're now building a brand and building a business yourself. Yep. But do you think that the passion that you've got for it stems from or the taking risks, doing something different to how your dad did it? Do you think yep. that's part of why you do what you do? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, my dad was very safe, very conservative and I've kind of been the opposite. Um, but I think because I found something I love – I haven't really felt like it was too much of a risk because I'm always just falling on what I'm right into. So it is a risk compared to what other people do, but because I'm so into the field, I guess, I just see there's lots of room to explore. Um, But yeah, when I compare it to my family, definitely I've I've taken risks and um, done things a lot differently. And like a lot of people doubted what I was going to do at the start. I mean, I was in the engineering trade for a long time before I started design. Yeah, well, let's yeah. let's talk about yeah. it because I, <clears throat> I know your story and, yeah, cool. and you're an <laughs> industrial engineer. Yep. And I always, I think it's fantastic that you've transitioned into graphic design, but walk us through that pathway. Yeah, so when I finished my HSC, I went really good at industrial technology in high school and art. So three in art and industrial technology but I didn't go very well in all the other things. So maths, I didn't go very well at all. I went okay at English, but um, I had sort of, because I think I got in the top 10% of the state for industrial tech. And so I didn't get good marks to get into uni. So when I'm looking through the TAFE handbook, there was a course there called industrial engineering. And 
to be honest, I didn't really know what it was, but I thought it was something to do with industrial technology because I was good at that. Yep. I thought I'd get to apply apply those skills and traits in, in that field. My dad read through it and he said, yeah, that's good. He's in the engineering trade. So, yeah, he thought it was good. And it's in, it was in Newcastle. This is 20 years ago now. So I think BHP was still open and industrial engineering was a kind of a future forward thinking with manufacturing, which has since obviously died. Yeah, but dying. I think we were probably in the that decision was being made just before people knew that it was going to die, which is really strange from a cultural point of view. Well, even that, <clears throat> this is interesting stuff yeah. because that's a, most people don't think about it when they go and look at a TAFE course or a uni course. Mm. What's the supply and demand of people yeah. into that industry? Yeah. So, yes, if I'm going to go into manufacturing and manufacturing is going to survive for the next 10, mm. 15 years, then there's going to be a career path for yeah. me as opposed to, oh, manufacturing is going to die, so why should I do industrial yeah, design? Yeah, so my dad, was, my dad was in manufacturing. He worked at... Um, like most of his career um, called Gadsden where they made manufacture Coca-Cola cans and all the cans. And I remember being around manufacturing a lot, like getting to go there when I was sick and stuff. So I sort of like, like manufacturing and that did extend into the engineering and the industrial engineering field. So that's yeah why I went to TAFE and did that. And I, I, I got my diploma and went really well, met a couple of guys. And then I thought, well, what's next? So I went and got into mechanical engineering at uni just extended engineering. And so I was that a, the normal progression from industrial design? Yeah, I had a mate who was doing uh, industrial engineering with me and he just went to mechanical engineering and he was a, an engineering whiz and in a way he sort of tutored me and helped me through a lot of it. Um, so I just followed him basically and, and I got a traineeship too with Candac Tease which was a joint venture on Kuregang Island building I think the second coal stream back then and, and I was a trainee assistant or QA and engineering trainee and I was just supporting the engineers learning on the job sort of thing I think that my highlight of that career was putting up big trestles I was like running a boiler maker and a and a, um, a welder sort of guys just sort of walking around the site fixing things and putting up little jobs part, as part of the massive project yeah so that was my highlight in engineering and I was at uni doing mechanical engineering did two or three years of mechanical engineering and just end up hating it just just sort of, I just fizzled out. I think I was turning around 23 or something and I just, I couldn't see my life there. I couldn't keep doing it. So tell me about, because yeah. most people would just continue. Yeah. Get stuck. Yeah, I was. Be a mechanical engineer. Tell me about the brave choice that you made. I reckon you. that was the biggest risk I've ever taken. That right then, I just took that risk to change to graphic design. And because I thought engineering was where I had to do it, you know, my, my sort of background was there from from my family um it was a hard and struggle but i was prepared to sort of keep fighting and, and i was pay, passing and and getting through but i met a girl who's my wife now adele and she's studying clinical psychology and um i was starting to think about psychology and stuff like that back then and and it just made me realize and she sort of said just change if you if you're not happy and i, I was a bit depressed and you know i just didn't feel like the world was right and it was really weird because I was depressed and I felt like the world was like hell. Like you interpret the world so differently when you're depressed. But isn't that, yeah. if we take away from the, yeah. that negativity, yeah. what a positive impact your now wife has made on your whole life. Oh yeah, definitely. Career. And it's funny because she just said change. That's all she did is just change. And no well, one no, had she ever really it. set up to What me. she did was yeah. she supported you and yeah. backed you and yeah. gave you the confidence yeah. to make that decision. Yeah, yeah, Without yeah. those people in your life, yeah. you might not have made that decision. No, no, definitely. I give her 100% credit because 
um, ever since I made that change, I've been on an awesome ride. Like I've loved everything. Like it was hard at the start, starting my business, all that sort of stuff. But now it's 12 years later or she's probably about 16 years since I made that decision. And life has just been easier for some reason. I think I did all this engineering work, which was really hard mentally as well. And that's made it really easy for my life now because I kind of apply a lot of engineering thinking to graphic design tasks and running a business even running my life like engineers have got such a different way of looking at the world and I've learned a bit of that I don't think I was ever a good engineer but I, I still feel like I've got a lot of that in me and that helps me make decisions and it helps me prioritize it helps me time manage helps me systemize everything I do there's well, so many this things. is you're yeah. talking almost left brain right brain yeah, it aren't is. You? Yeah, 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 yeah. For, for you uh, most graphic designers are so mm. creative yep. and they get yep. lost in the process yep. and they want to design the logo to the nth degree yep, yep. correct, you know. Yep. Whereas you've got systems in place to make sure that you time manage it, bill it correctly, oh, make the business effective, yep. which is a real advantage to you compared to other graphic designers. Yeah, and it's also seeing it as a problem solving as well. It's not just about being creative. It's like what is the end goal of the of the customer or of the client and thinking about their client, who's going to use the logo and just – really analyzing it which is what engineers do and that's why i call it design thinking because it's a problem problem solving methodology it goes back to your first question right and yeah. um that's what engineers do like if an engineer has to build a car they're basically just solving so many problems to get there graphic design's the same thing like designing a poster or an advertisement a tv commercial whatever it is it's you've got to build something to get that and you've got to make sure it's right and for me asking a lot of questions at the start help me solve the problem and, and okay. sort of work. So you've stepped out of engineering, you've gone and got your degree. Yep. Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Yep. I'm assuming you got a job. Tell yeah, me, about, yeah. Tell so me about work. I got like a HD average in, in graphic design, which... You must have loved it. I loved it, mate. I just it was so... It was sort of easy in a way. Um, and I got targeted. So that because of that, companies were coming to the union asking for graphic designers. And when you're in the top section that the lecturers just hand you over to work so yep. it was fantastic like, something i didn't know about <laughs> <laughs> well i just got a job straight out of uni and i was a mature age you know because i'd done a lot of engineering before that so for me that was awesome because i'd sort of held back from my career path compared to so, so many of my peers you know they're all out even having kids and stuff and i'm sort of still studying and trying to get my life right um but um well that's an interesting conversation for like, I, I talk yeah. about this with friends that yeah do you jump straight out of school and go yeah. and get a job and get paid yeah. and get yeah. a mortgage cheaper mm. or do you invest in yourself, go and get yeah. a degree, live a little, have yeah. children? That stuff is really interesting again yeah, on the yeah. side. So. No, well, I, I But no I've regrets, you've now got a great yeah, family and a great that's business. That's right, I've got four kids under six. We've, we've had our kids late but we've got, I've got a lifestyle that I can do that and it's awesome. Like my wife doesn't really need to work, you know. We just we have a good life together and we... we so, yeah, I mean, there was lots of sacrifices at the start and looking at the bigger picture, yeah, it was awesome. But back then, you wouldn't have a clue that that was what was going to happen. I just I honestly just had a lot of faith in myself, I suppose, back then. Well, I yeah. suppose the, the real question I was trying to get to in the round yeah. long, long way was I wanted to know, so you went and worked, obviously, mm. straight mm. out of uni, and now you work for yourself. Mm. What's the difference between clocking on, nine to five, mm. working for an organisation? Yeah to running and working your own studio? Yeah, well, I think when you work for an organisation clocking on it, it is just that, you know, you 
you leave your mind at the door when you like when you leave at night. Um, but when you run your own business, you're always thinking about potential clients, new clients, um, problems that you're solving, jobs that you've got on, um, so many things. So it's always in your mind. Um, I, I like that because I, I, I like being out in the world, out of nine to five and thinking about things. And, and sometimes I'm solving briefs in my head while I'm maybe going for a walk or something, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the buck stops with you when it's your own business, isn't it? So your reputation's on the line with everything you do. So when you're enclosed in a organisation, it's your reputation's kind of only within the organisation. It's not in the out external world. That's kind of why I like social media because I'm already doing that anyway for my clients and for my reputation's always on the line. So I'm happy to share on social because it just um, it's authentic and it's yeah. I don't mean go, to go back to that, but that relays back into that. Yeah, no, point I, of view. Yeah. and I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, you yeah. You're building a brand through yeah. through Daniel, not yeah. just Cyborg. And I look, and I think that could be the next evolution for you. I've we've talked, we talk a lot. And uh, we've talked about my business and to be honest, it used to be Craig McGregor, not yep. really Hunter Recruitment Group, whereas now where we have excellent staff who work for us, mm. we have a Hunter Recruitment Group brand that, yep. like you are just saying, we have to you know, trace the trails of everyone and make yep. sure that everyone's brand yeah. and values yep. are the same as Hunter Recruitment Group or Craig McGregor's or it just doesn't work. So, yep. Yep. yeah. So, look, yep. tell me about favourite project. What's one of the most exciting, well, passionate it's, projects you It's funny you've done? because... At the moment, I'm working with Sandvik uh, Global globally. Yep. So, and they're so an engineering. Before we talk about how does Cyborg from Caves Beach get a contract with Sandvik Global Company? <laughs> That's a pretty cool story too. Well, when I first started my business uh, over 12 years ago, uh, the first thing I did was I made mouse pads with the Cyborg brand on it and the services on the back, and I sent it to all my colleagues and sort of potential clients I had around at the time. And and one of them was a mate from uni, Josh, and. They are a big printing company in Newcastle and Sandvik asked them if they had a person that could do animation and they were a printing company so they don't do animation and he just looked at my mouse pad and said, oh, sorry, well, Daniel Borg, you went to uni with me, he gave me my number and I started doing animations for Sandvik like over 12 years ago now. Now, this is kind of cool. The, the reason I love this project right now and even back then is I've been able to combine the engineering with the graphic design. Like, it's yeah, been become it's a niche. Yeah, that engineering flow. Yeah, so it's like um, even though I sort of failed in engineering in some ways, I'm sort of – I've succeeded in others. I'm getting to communicate with engineers and communicate engineering principles like through a global company like Sandvik at the moment. And um, so I did some animations for him back then and the, the relationship's just grown. I keep on doing different projects for them. And at the moment, uh, a great project is I'm, I'm branding a particular product and um, they flew me down to Melbourne to go on an underground gold mine and we went about a kilometre underground. And I got to take Josh with me as well. So he referred it's me to... creates the full circle. Yeah, it's amazing because he referred me the project, well, the contact 10 years ago and he's a photographer now. He's a really good photographer. Working on his own. Working on his own, yep. yeah. So he, and so we needed... I needed to... Like, I like to art direct a photographer and I needed a photographer to go underground with me and, like, Josh was just the first decision. So it wasn't really... A loyalty decision it was because he was the right man for the job but then it worked as a loyalty thing as well so yeah. we just had a great time down there as well and um yeah i'm working on the catalog now and the brochures and yeah it's just fantastic like yeah good stuff yeah. so i really like this sort of segues into my next segment or next question relationships yeah. cyborg is built on relationships yeah. And, yeah. and we met 
similar place yeah, to, yeah. to Josh in a yeah. networking group around about 10 years ago. Yep, yep. And we've stayed um, not only colleagues but friends over yeah, that time. Awesome. Yep. And we can refer each other work. Uh, how, how effective or critical is that relationship to the cyborg business brand in your that, career? That's everything, really. I think, I think relationships is key to to everything you, you sort of it goes comes back to authenticity and keeping your trail clean making sure everything you do has got a good reputation behind it and and um when you manage good relationships and you have good relationships everybody just helps each other out and um like we stand on each other's shoulders you know to get things done and, and we literally did doing tough mudder together yeah we did tough mudder <laughs> together yeah that's that was massive for relationships right so yeah. i think i've got two other clients that were in that tough mudder together you know yep. and um it's yeah like it's great like i mean i've got a social life outside of work i've got a couple of other friends but i still see the friends within my business network as the same equality of those friends so you know you do some social things together well, that's as what's well important like, too. like yeah. we didn't do tough mother together yeah. because you designed a logo for yeah me. yeah you did tough mother together because we're friends and yeah. we like each other sort of hang out and, and that and just extends yeah. to like josh and you josh noticed a yeah. notepad went yeah. to you at uni understood who you were, yeah. referred you on some business, and then that relationship grows. Oh, definitely. And when you are in good relationships, you you get to know more than just the professional side, and that's really what people t- what makes people tick. And, you know, you get more done. is so much more leverage. Yeah, a lot more leverage. Um, All right, so yeah, really before we finish it, yeah. up, yeah. I'm going to put you in the career conversations time machine. Okay, cool. It's going to rewind <laughs> the clock. 20-year-old Daniel Borg. Yep, yep. What would advice would you give to him today? Not, not to be so scared of risk because, I mean, that was – I was about 20 when I was going through the stage of changing and um, I was really scared. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, like scared. Yeah. Um, and, um, Jesus. It's a good like, piece of advice. Yeah, like far out. You're so young. Like, I, you know, change three or four times. Yep. This is another thing that I've realised. Like um, people that don't change, they stay in this such a narrow view – they're actually losing a lot of opportunity for expertise. Like I've actually gained a lot of expertise and a lot of niche by combining engineering with graphic design, which is two totally separate worlds, but you could create something brand new from that. So, so big, would, would Cyborg today be the same if you didn't do engineering? No, nah, it wouldn't even exist. I was inspired by a lot of that to come, like the name Cyborg sort of says a lot of it. And so tell us where does that come from? Yeah, well, it's, it's P-S-Y-B-I-G, Cy, like psychology. So... The initial inspiration was when I met my wife. We had to come up with a business name and um, for a university assignment. And I thought of Cyborg, C-Y-B-O-R-G, which is, you know, the typical Terminator sort of thing. Yep. But in design, it's really a lot about thinking and being creative. So, and, and thinking the word like psyche is... So I combined Cyborg that way. So, and my slogan's part mind, part machine. So instead of part band, part machine. So it was a bit of a creative spin on... Yeah, on I love it. And, and, and it's also got an engineering spin to it too because just the word cyborg sounds a bit techy. It sounds a bit mechanical. Um, but when you pull it apart, it's, it's sort of mindful and psychological and things like that. So, yeah, it's, it, just, it just fit for what I so want to do, yeah. we've gone through the past. Yeah. You've given yourself some advice. What's next for Cyborg? Yeah, well, I'm doing a lot of videos now at the moment. I'm doing a lot of video blogs. I think I've done about uh, about two years worth of blogging. So yep. I'm getting a lot better at that now. So I'm going to continue with that. And I want to start doing more um, presentations and keynotes and sort of getting out out of my comfort zone a lot so more. So letting, yeah. letting the market know who the expert is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and 
sharing a lot of my knowledge, um, you know, in different innovative ways. I mean, I mean, doing it on with video and social media has been really awesome, but get out there a bit more, I suppose. And I'm also, I've got a um, junior designer working for me now and an admin Great. assistant. So I want to put her on full time and then put someone else on and yeah, keep, keep growing, the, growing business. the business. Yeah, like keep I'm, growing the brand. She's like, um, I've had different junior designers work for me for about three or four years and I've slowly gotten used to having people work for me and um, I'm just getting better at that and understanding how the systems work for that and um, sort of leveraging that and I'm enjoying it. Like, yeah, I've, I, I can be a bit more creative on selective projects and yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Excellent. Look, We look forward to seeing <laughs> what happens next for uh, Cyborg and for Daniel and thanks for coming on the Career Conversations podcast. Thanks, Craig. It's been awesome. Thank you very much. Cheers, Cheers mate. Bye. Ah, bye. Thanks for listening to today's Career Conversation podcast brought to you by Hunter Recruitment Group. I'm Craig McGregor and if you enjoyed today's conversation, please subscribe at iTunes, look for us at SoundCloud or simply go to our website hrgroup.com.au slash podcast.